Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Tuesday, November 3rd edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast, the 2020 election edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. Although we won't be really talking about that election today. That's what everyone's talking about, Cole, but I want to talk about MMA, man, because we have so much to talk about, Cole. We had a really good card in the weekend, UFC. There was a Bellator card last week. This weekend, we got another UFC card. We have a Bellator card. We have a Dane White Contender Series. We won't be doing Bellator today. I'll do that Thursday by myself, but we will be doing UFC and Contender Series today. So we have a jam-packed show, Cole. Before we get into anything, I just want to know how you're doing, man. Everything good? Yeah, I'm doing well. What about you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Are you going to bet on uh, the big game tonight? (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. Yeah, I I don't know. The last time I bet an election was Trudeau. I think he was an underdog against Harper, but uh, generally I stay away from this stuff, man. You never know how it's going to go, but uh, we'll see what happens. I know a lot of people want to talk about that, but I do want to talk about MMA, so let's start with that. I'm going to start with uh, UFC on ESPN uh, 39, Cole, uh, also known as UFC Vegas 12. Great card on Saturday night, Cole. Awesome card. A lot happened, man. A lot of notable stuff. But we got to start with the main event here. Uriah Hall knocks out Anderson Silva in the fourth round. I thought it was a great fight. It was a back-and-forth fight. Anderson looked really good, in my opinion, the first couple rounds. I thought he won the first two rounds, so he was up 29-28. But end of the third round, got caught with a big punch. He was already up that round, too, until he got dropped. And then the fourth round, got finished with strikes. Very emotional moment after the fight. Uriah Hall and Anderson Silva weeping in the cage together, embracing. It It was a cool moment, man. Very emotional. But uh, that's it for Anderson Silva in the UFC. He might still fight in MMA. But I, before we talk about Anderson, I want your thoughts on Uriah Hall because, you know, this is a guy that's been very inconsistent in his career and, and he's had lapses of, of, of just weird moments in his fights. And even he's admitted, like, he has issues in his own head where he doesn't want to hurt these guys because he respects them so much. And that happened in this fight. Like, he said it was the hardest thing he's ever had to do. But he ultimately got the job done, Cole. And I was impressed by the win. Um Although I think Anderson was more competitive than I expected him to be, I still was impressed by Hall getting that finish in the fourth round. What do you think's next for uh, primetime Cole? Because I know you're pretty high in him. I thought you can do a couple options. I think the two that make the most sense is Rebook, that Yoel Romero fight that got postponed from August. I think that's something you could do. It can headline a card. Like you get Hall headline, or you could just make it a co-main on like a pay-per-view or a main card on a pay-per-view or whatever. Or I think he fights the winner of Jacare Souza, Marvin Vittori. He was already supposed to fight Jacare. I think those two probably make the most sense. I can't see him getting one of those top ranked guys other than Yoel, but Yoel's on that losing streak, so he kind of needs a win. It would be a fun fight between him and Yoel. So I think those are the two options that they like to see. They're Yoel or the winner of Jacare, Marvin Vittori. I think those are both good fights for sure. <clears throat> Paul, right now, ranked number 10. So you look at guys above him. Calvin Gaston is number eight. They could do the rematch. They fought. At the Ultimate Fighter finale years ago, I remember picking Kelvin Gaston as an underdog. He was like plus 300 that night. That was a good night for me. So I think that rematch could happen seven years down the road. Looking at the rankings, Derek Brunson's also available. That's another rematch, though. Um, and then you said, Yo Romero, I mean, if he wants to get, fight someone in the top five, that'd be the fight to take. Or they could do the rematch with, with uh, Paul Costa or Jerry Canyers, too. So there's a lot of options for him right now. I think he's in a really good spot. Uh, let's talk about Anderson Silva, though, because obviously he was the big story of the night. He ends up getting knocked out. He retires. Dana White had some really critical comments after the fight call. I think too critical because I actually think he looked pretty good in this fight personally. Mm-hmm. I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. But according to Dana White, that's it for the UFC with Anderson Silva. They're done with the Anderson Silva business. And he says it's going to – I saw your article. He, he calls it disgusting that they would even let uh, – another promotion would let him fight. I'll be honest, Cole. I think he's going to sign with Bellator. I, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think there's fights for him there. You could do the Chael Trilogy. You have an article at MMA Rings. I want to plug that right now. I, I did. A, I think I did a pretty good job in this article. I, I spent a long time looking at the roster. There's a lot of good fights for him. I think 
Melvin Manhoff, who fights this weekend, that'd be a great fight. That's a fight that's fair. You have a 44-year-old against a 45-year-old. Um, you know, if he wants to fight at heavyweight, there's fights for him, Rampage, Fedor. There's Legends fights, Cole. There's also fights at light heavyweight, guys against, like, fights against guys like um, Leona Machida, Ryan Bader, too. So there's a lot of fights for him there, a little bit more fair than I think he'd fight in the UFC right now. So wh what do you think? Do you think he's done or do you think he's going to sign with Bellator or somewhere else? I think he's done in the UFC, but the big question is he still has one fight left on his deal. So technically, yeah. the UFC has to offer him three fights a year. They have to pay him. And as soon as Anderson's going to get a fight offer, he's going to accept it. So the UFC kind of, maybe they just keep him on, just pay him his three fights a year. Because I think Dana would probably know if they release him, he's going to sign somewhere else. He's going to sign Bellator. And Bellator, even if they only have him for three fights, two fights, can market Anderson Silva's fighting. Anderson Silva's fighting. Anderson Silva main event against like Leota Machida, Anderson yep. Silva against whatever. Like yep. it's gonna sell. So I think that's what the UFC doesn't really want is they don't want to see Anderson end his career somewhere else. But I have a feeling he's probably gonna fight again and won't be in the UFC. Yeah, and and I, I do I know what you're saying about the contract status for sure, but like Dana White said in the press conference, he's like, We paid him so much money for this fight, like you guys have no idea how much money he's getting. So I, I, I don't know if it's a situation where they would like make make him fight that last fight or at least offer to him. I think they might just release him Cole. He's 45 years old. I think they'd be okay with letting him go. They've they let go of a lot of really good fighters over the years to Bellator. And it's someone in uh when I wrote the article yesterday I had a few two guys actually comment and they said that Chael Sonnen makes sense in a trilogy fight. Chael's uh I think he's retired right now but he works as a commentator. That fight makes sense Cole. So to me that's where he's gonna go but right now it's just it's hearsay. It's just my opinion. Going down the card here, Cole, Bryce Mitchell defeats Andre Feely via decision and then went on an anti-mask uh, rant afterwards, which everyone's talking about, but no one's really talking about his fight. The guy improved to 14-0. He's 5-0 in the UFC. I think it's time for a top-10 opponent, Cole. What do you think? I think so, too. I think he looked good against Feely. Obviously, didn't get that finish he wanted. Feely's a tough guy, though, so I don't really play much into it, but like, looking at the rankings, like... Yep. He's 15th uh, right now, Bryce Mitchell. Like if... I don't know if he's going to get a top 10 guy because top 10, maybe you do like uh, Shane Burgos when he's back yeah. or like uh, a Ryan Hall fight would be a, that'd be a great amazing. Fight. Oh my Ryan God. Hall versus Bryce Mitchell. Fight. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. Uh, were they supposed to fight in May? I think, weren't they? And then he fought Charles. They were. Then he fought Charles Rosenst, I think. I could, could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. You know, looking at the rankings, Arnold Allen's a guy without an opponent. Jeremy Stevens was injured, but you know, that, those are two guys that he could fight. So did Yusuf, Shane Burgos. So maybe he doesn't get a top 10, but I think that, that Ryan Hall fight makes a lot of sense, Cole. But either way, the anti-mask thing was, was pretty stupid. It is his opinion, but I'm just looking at his in-cage skills. This guy is a talented grappler, man. There's yeah. no doubt about it. And Feely's a guy I respect. I think we both picked him last week, right? So that's a guy that we both respect, and that's a nice win for him on his resume. Feely's not ranked by any means, but it's still a good win. So overall, an impressive performance. Um, one second here. Now... I want to ask you about Greg Hardy or Cole knocking out Maurice Smith and then going on this rant afterwards, how he's like basically like marginalized and, and people don't give him enough respect and that he, he had an emotional breakdown before the fight. Just what are your thoughts on Greg Hardy right now? I'm not a Greg Hardy fan. I don't think I ever will be. I, I like, I'm not one of these people that root against him or like don't tune into his fights. I just don't like him as a person. As a fighter, he's obviously a pretty good fighter. But as a person, on a human level, I don't like him. I don't like what he's done. If you beat a woman, you're automatically like, I don't really think you get much of a second chance. And he keeps on saying, oh, he's an innocent man. But <clears throat> the girl just never showed up to court. So, yeah. like, it, it's kind of sketchy where 
a lot of people have claimed that he paid her off to not show up to court. So it's a lot of sketchy things, but, but he kind of, there's a reason why he got kicked out of the NFL. Like if he was an innocent man, he would have never been kicked out of the NFL. Cause the NFL yeah, they, lets a lot of dude, people They let a lot in. of guys who beat their girlfriends off stay in the league. Like uh, what's his name? Kareem Hunt, I think. Didn't he? Yeah. Yep. So that's, a, that's Joe Mixon. That's another guy. They're very lenient there in the NFL. So the fact that he kind of got ostracized in that league definitely shows something. But you know what? All that stuff aside, and obviously we have to talk about it because it's part of his story. But as far as his skills inside the cage, I mean, the guy's he's pretty impressive, Cole. You know, for a guy who's only been fighting MMA for, what, three years now? Two years? He's already 4-2-1 and one no contest in the UFC in two years. That's that's pretty impressive, man. I mean, for a guy that doesn't have much experience, he's, he's doing okay. You know, obviously the, the guys he's beating aren't that great by any means. But, you know, a guy like Maurice Green's pretty well-rounded fighter. That's a, that's a nice win for him. So... What's next for him, man? Does he get a top 15 opponent? That's what he wants. Do you think he gets someone like maybe like, I don't know, like Walt Harris or something like that? Like the good versus evil fight? That'd be a good fight, right? Good versus evil. I don't know. Like I'm just looking at the rankings right now. Um, Blagoy Ivanov's 15th or 14th. Tabura's 15th. You think those fights make sense? I think they make sense. But maybe like a, if they don't give him someone in the rankings, I think like a, maybe a tie to Ivanov's fight makes sense. Okay, that's just be an interesting too. one. Yes. He's he's a guy that was ranked a, a sort of a name. He, it's gonna be a striking matchup. One of them's probably gonna get knocked out. But if they give him a ranked guy, I think it's gonna be like a Pavlovich, Ivanov, Tybura, mm-hmm. someone like that. But problem with Tybura is I think Tybura can really just you just wrestle him, right? Yeah, and yeah, make but, it a boring fight. And I don't yeah, really think the UFC wants to put Hardy into that fight. Yeah, I agree with you on that, on that completely. Um, next up, we had oh god, I just missed the where is it? Okay, Kevin Holland defeats Charlie Ontiveros. I mean, this was a squash match. It was a joke fight. This guy's been finished all of his losses now. An hour after the fight, he's fine. He's taking pictures with Izzy. I don't even know what to say about this fight, Cole, honestly. It was a joke of a fight. I know it was a short replacement, but I'm not convinced this guy was even hurt, honestly. What do you think? I mean, I don't think this guy's UFC caliber. I think he's probably going to get one more. He's going to get finished, and he's going to get cut. Like, even though look at the guys he beat. Like, he beat guys that were, like, three and five, two yeah, and two. Lost to a guy that was two and three, one and zero. Oh, like, I, I just don't understand how a guy with an eleven seven record with seven stoppage losses is in the UFC. I understand they need short notice fighters, but they couldn't have found someone better. It's kind of weird to me. Anyways, Kevin Holland calls up Mike Perry. Mike Perry's fighting Tim Means. We'll talk about that fight later. But yeah, Kevin Holland's great. I love Kevin Holland. Cole, he's got to be fighting ranked guys only now. Like mm-hmm. I know this was short notice again, but he's he should be only fighting ranked opponents at this point. He's got four wins in the last five months. He's he's a great fighter. I love Kevin Holland. Seven to two now in the UFC Kukul in two years. So this is a guy who he's only been fighting pro for five years. I mean, he's a really good talent, man. I, I love watching Kevin Holland fight. The trash talk. There's another guy in the card, the trash talk. Maybe that's a good fight too. Now, there was one big upset in the card here, Cole. Tiago Moises defeats Bobby Green. Big upset. He was like plus 250. I didn't see it coming, man. I thought Green would win this fight. It was a super close fight. I do think Moises won the fight. I think he edged it out. Uh, you were pretty surprised, I'm assuming, as well. Yeah, I did think Green won, though. I did score for Green. It's not like it's one of those fights where I went to the scorecards. I'm like, give it to Moises. I don't, I can see it. Give it to Green. I can see it. It's not one where I was like, oh, they said Robbie, Bob Green won that fight. Like, every single round was pretty close. Like, it, it was a close fight. I didn't have a problem with either of them winning, but I did not see this one coming. I thought Bob Green would just kind of piece him up on the feet. He just didn't respect him at all, man. He yeah. had his hands down on his waist. The, the, the first minute of the fight, I go to my girlfriend, I was watching with her, I'm like, he doesn't respect him. He has no respect for this guy and his stand-up skills, and he ends up losing a decision. So this reminded me of the fight with Dustin Poirier, Cole. I don't know if you remember that fight, where he had his hands down got KO'd in like the first round. He didn't get knocked out here by any means, but it was just a poor performance by Bob Green. And 
it's just it's one of those fights called it's like the use of Zalal guy where he lost a few weeks ago he had three wins and the other guy takes all his momentum away so Bobby Green's momentum's gone and now Moises and you know looking back Cole and we were both pretty high on Bobby Green coming to this fight I don't regret picking him by any means but I do wish I looked into Moises more because looking back at it he was he's 10 years younger nine years younger that's a huge advantage in MMA. So looking back, that that was something that they definitely played a factor because you look at the volume, uh, the fight, and the grappling. There were there were some there were some moments where Green looked good too with his with his boxing. But overall, I thought Moises edged it out. But either way, super close fight. Trust me, man. I wanted Bobby Green to win, dude. Trust me for my own sake. But I, I thought he lost. Going down to the prelims here, Cole. Um, a guy you're super high on, obviously Alexander Hernandez. I, I think maybe his best win in the UFC so far. Yeah. I know not not name recognition. Because he beat Darius in his debut, but just the way he destroyed Chris Gritzmacher here, Cole, incredible performance. I know you're super high on Alexander. What do you think's next for him? I still think they got to slow build him up. I think that was the problem. As he even talked about in my interviews, he even called, he said he wanted that McGregor-esque rise where he just wanted to get to the top so quick and it kind of backfired on him. So I think he's going to get a slow ride. I wouldn't be surprised if he's not fighting a ranked guy next, someone outside the rankings. He even mentioned it too. He's like, He's trying to game the game now where he was fighting guys like Cowboy Cerrone and he was making like 30 grand and Cowboy Cerrone is making like 200 grand, whatever he's making. He said, why am I doing this? I'm fighting someone around my pay level. So I think that's kind of what he's going to want to do. I think he's going to try to build himself up, get another win or two like this, and then try to get back in the rankings. Yeah, and he got a bonus in this fight. I'm sure that 50,000 helps him. I should have mentioned uh, Holland got a bonus too. There was a lot of finishes. I'm not sure I would have given it to Holland. No, I think me they, either. I, I think they gave it to him because he's been taking so many short notice fights and doing them a favor. It was just almost like a thank you. But to me, Cole, honestly, knocking out Anderson Silva is way more impressive. The second guy to knock out Anderson Silva, I think that's more impressive, but that's just me. Um, going through the rest of the card, Adrian Yanez, he, he also won a bonus. Great knockout here over uh, Victor Rodriguez. You got to fade guys from Alaska FC, Cole. They all stink except for that one guy, uh, Urich or whatever, in Contender Series we talked about. Sean Strickland had a great performance here against Jack Marshman and wins the United decision, Cole. He looked incredible in this fight. Lots of trash talk. It was fun to watch, man. Yeah. It was awesome, dude. Fall, Jack, fall. Why won't you fall? I loved it, man. I was so entertained by this fight. Strickland looked amazing back at middleweight. He's never lost a middleweight. You know that, right? He's 15 yep. and 0 as a middleweight. So he's an underrated guy. He 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 was so good in his first couple of fights at the UFC. He made the mistake of moving to welterweight because he thought, you know, having the size advantage would help him. But all that weight cut, man, not, it's very hard. Uh, going down the card here, Cole, uh, your boy Cole Williams, he's getting his ass cut from the UFC. Oh, this guy absolutely stinks. I, I'm sorry. I don't want to fighter bash. This guy, he doesn't respect the game, though. That's why I'm fighter, That's why I did say that because he doesn't respect the game. He missed weight twice egregiously both times Cole like I think a combined eight pounds in this way right for both the fights so it's a guy who doesn't respect his opponents he doesn't respect the UFC there's no way they can offer this guy another fight somehow they offered that girl Vanessa Mello a third a fourth fight and she's missed weight in all her fights which blows my mind I don't think they can offer this guy another fight Jason Witt's not a great fighter this guy made him look like Kamzat Kamaev this guy's getting cut right oh 100% I don't think he's on the UFC roster anymore yeah, it's just like I said, Cole. It's disrespectful to your opponent. It's disrespectful to the sport when you come in that heavy. You miss by a pound. It sucks, but it can happen. You miss by four and a half pounds. You didn't try. You didn't even try. Dustin Jacoby had a great performance here against Justin Ledet, knocks him out the leg kick and punches, and then Miles Johns knocks out Kevin Natty Vida with an absolutely brutal uppercut to open the card. I didn't see that coming at all. Natty Vida has been knocked out once in his career. It was a flash knocker like seven seconds in the fight. This was an absolutely vicious KO. Didn't expect that one, Cole, from Miles Johns. Overall, what are your thoughts on these prelims I just mentioned? Yeah, they were pretty good. The Miles Johns KO was crazy. Jacoby yeah. got to get him first UFC win. Jo Jason Witt just made literally looked like he was a champion fighting some unright guy. Like it was domination. Yeah. And Adrian Yanez, obviously, I kind of saw that happening. I my 
brought out one of his friends over and I'm like, uh, they're like, who do you think wins this one? I said, it's going to end either in a minute or it's going to end in two minutes. And I think it ended in like 210 or something like that. Like, yep. I did not expect that fight to last long. I thought, you know, as it just get him out early. Yeah, I think sorry, going. Alaska FC just continued to fade. I agree completely. Overall, it was a great card, though. I, I thought it was really good. Um, just really quickly, the Bellator, I don't want to spend much time on this, but Bellator 250 did play place on Thursday. We haven't had a chance to talk about it. Uh, Gagar Musasi defeats Douglas Lima. I thought it was a great performance. He looked really sharp in this fight, Cole. Any thoughts on Gagard's performance against Lima? I think it's time for Bellator to stop making these welterweights move up to fight Why are they Gagard? doing this? Every, they destroy these guys. Warren McDonald. It's At 15, least those didn't get finished. <laughs> the thing is, I have no problem doing like featherweight to lightweight, like, uh, but it's 15 pounds. Like, that's yeah. a, and Gagard's not a... He's got used to fight at heavyweight. And he's, I honestly think he could be a natural light heavyweight. I think he cuts down a lot to get down to middleweight. And Douglas Lima is not a middleweight. Like, he was big in there, but I think that was him just adding size to that. So I'm kind of glad he lost just because I don't like this whole chance, I think, because then Lima's, you kind of shut down the whole middleweight and wealthweight division. And I I think Gegard, obviously, it's good for him. but And then immediately Scott Coe was saying, oh, maybe he moves up to 205. Like, why don't they just let their champions fight contenders? Why is it always champion versus champion there? Yeah, no, I'm with you. And now they're talking about him moving to 205. So they don't even want to stay at 185. When, to be honest, there's not many challenges there. It's really just John Salter and Musasi. I looked at their division called their middleweight division. It's absolutely yeah. garbage. It's terrible. There's a few guys coming up, like Van Steenis and stuff, um, Fabian Edwards. Like, there's some decent talent, but there's no one that's like really going to give Gager to challenge, I think. I think Lima was the one guy that could, and he was a he was a lower weight class. So I think he does move up to 205 to fight Nemkov next year. That's a great fight. I honestly think it can go either way. Nemkov's super impressive, but Musasi's a beast, so that'd be a good fight. And I really don't want to talk about too much on this card, uh, but I do want to mention this decision here between Corrales and Gertz. It was a clear 30-27 Corrales, and somehow one judge went 30-27 Brandon Gertz, which is another example of, of a judge really not knowing who the two fighters are, in my opinion. And then Jake Hager, he won a split decision. I didn't catch the fight, but you told me it was a pretty competitive fight. Yeah, he almost got finished at the end of the second the round. Fight. He was yeah. saved by the bell. Yeah, I didn't see the fight. I just heard about the decision. I heard he got uh, into a war. I'm going to take some comments from Kinshiro. Hey, Kinshiro, morning. Trump 2020, shout out to my boy Trump. You got him uh, seven, 1,700 plus 170. I mean, you got a chance because you're right. I guess you keep hitting the line or something. That's crazy. He says degeneracy creates more degeneracy. Yeah. Like I said, the last time I bet in the election was uh, Trudeau in, in Canada. He was an underdog in Stephen Harper Cole. That was a good bet. Um, here's what Ken Shore says. They had caught Justin Ledette. Now, I, I, I kind of agree with this too, but you know, Justin Jacoby went on Twitter after and said, please don't cut this guy. Give him one more chance at heavyweight. The move to light heavyweight didn't pan out for him at all. Uh, he's 0-3 or 0-4 at light heavyweight now, whereas he was undefeated at uh, heavyweight goal. So you think they get Justin Ledette one more fight at heavyweight? Uh, I don't know. What is yeah. this? Four in a row now? I think it's four in a row, yeah. I don't think so. He's been fighting pretty good guys. I mean, Jacoby's not a bad fighter by any means. Yeah. Okay. Now, that's it for uh, Bellator. I want to go to UFC now. We'll start the preview here, Cole. So let me pull it up here on Topology and uh, just give me your quick thoughts on the card as a whole. It obviously sucks losing the Alan Stevens fight and the Dober Freire fight. That really took a hit to the card. It's an all right card. Like, there's some match I'm looking forward to. Uh, 10 fights, but again, it starts like the main card's at like 10 p.m. Like, why? I don't get that. I love, I honestly loved it last week. It started at four o'clock for the prelims, so it, it was a nice day. I, you know, I, I was in bed early for once, so this is gonna be a late night. I don't, I don't understand why. Maybe there's a college game on college football. I'm assuming that's the only thing I can think of because I don't know why they'd start late. All right, let's get right into it, Cole. Let's start with, I'm gonna use the topology boat over here, guys, so I know it's a little different on different websites. We're gonna use topologies. 
Starting off the card, Max Griffin against Ramiz Brahmash at 170 pounds. And right now, we have Max Griffin. He is a minus 155 favorite. Brahmash plus 135. Who's your pick? Well, when this fight got announced, I was all over Ramiz. I thought Ramiz was side. And I was looking into it. I actually like Max Griffin here. The, Ramiz hasn't fought in a while. And he obviously comes from a good camp at Florida MMA. But the, the problem is, is he's strictly a jiu guy. I don't think his takedowns are that good. On the feet, uh, he's not that good on the feet. Like he, he, His whole game plan is get the fight down the ground. And I'm not really sure he can get Max Griffin down the ground. Max Griffin is underrated wrestling. He was taking Alex Morano down at will. He doesn't really get taken down too much. So I think if this stays on the feet, Griffin's going to be a lot better strike where he's just going to pick apart Ramiz. But it, it's hard to trust Max Irvin at the same time. Like, I wouldn't lay chalk on Max Irvin. He's a guy I'd really only want to lay plus money on just because he is so inconsistent. You don't really know which Max Irvin you're going to get. But I like Max Irvin in this spot to get the win, but I wouldn't be betting him at this price. This is a tough fight to call, I think. And I remember a few months ago, uh, Braha Maj was supposed to fight a Sado, I believe. We both picked him in that fight. So I think we're both pretty high on him. Now, the layoff's a, a massive concern. He hasn't fought since March 2019. Now, he was obviously training for a fight in June. He got COVID, and he couldn't fight in that fight. So that's unfortunate. Looks like he's healthy now. Um, I don't know, Cole. This is a tough fight. I, 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 agree. I think it's dog or pass, personally. I, I would not bet on Max Griffin. I don't think you can. Max is just too inconsistent. Um, he's also 34 years old. But you look at his UFC record, well, it's like three and six. That's a guy that if you've been fading him, you've been making money on. I don't see any real reason to go against him here, uh, to go with him here. I think you got to go against him again. I know Abrahamaj, like you said, he hasn't fought in a while, and we don't really even know how his skill set's going to translate to the UFC, but I'm just not sold on Max Griffin, man. Even that one fight he did win against Amadia, you could have could have lost that fight too. He could have been on a five-fight losing streak. does have that win over Mike Perry, which looks okay now, but it was a couple years ago. I'm just not convinced Max Griffin's really um, – you know, just a, even a good welterweight anymore, just based on his performances. Losing the guys like Thiago Alves, Morono, these are guys who should be beating Cole. So uh, I'm fading in here, and it's a pure fade. Um, I have no idea what we're going to see from Brahmaj. I'm not going to bet this fight by any means because I just think it's too risky to bet on either way. But I'm going to take a shot with Brahmaj as a dog. Most of his wins are by submission, so maybe he gets a job done or maybe it's just the decision. But I lean a little bit towards the dog here. Um Going to the next fight here, Cole, we have a featherweight belt between Darren Elkins and Eduardo Garagori. Interesting fight. Elkins minus 230, Garagori plus 190. Elkins, another guy in a four-fight losing streak. Who's your pick here, Cole? I don't understand the odds. I kind of have to leap towards Eduardo Garagori. Like, uh, why would you pay minus 230 on Darren Elkins, who's on a four-fight losing streak? Like, it has been good laws. Volkanovski, Lamas, Ryan Hawley got dominant. The thing about Ryan Hall is uh, that fight doesn't sit well to me because he got dominated by Ryan Hall on the feet. He was knocked down by Ryan Hall several times. Like it's not like Ryan Hall just took him down, controlled him, nearly spit or anything. There was a stand-up fight, and he got outstruck and out hit by Ryan Hall, which I don't think is a very that good of a striker. And then I uh, lost to Nate Landwehr. I did think he won that fight, but Landwehr is a guy I'm not very high on. It, it really comes down to can Elkins take Gregory down? If Elkins can take Gregory down, I think he's gonna have a lot of success. If he can, I think Gregory's a better striker. I think he's the problem is Elkins. He just likes to take. He likes to get hit too much. Yeah. And he's been busted up open, so I do worry about maybe a dark coming in and stopping it just because he gets cut open all the time. So I think Grigori hits a lot of power. I think he's going to end up hurting Elkins. 
Olga's a durable guy. I don't see finishing, but I, I like a glory to win by decision. Another interesting fight. I'm 100% with you. Why is this line so inflated now? I don't get it. Uh, Darren Elkins is a guy. Okay, so Darren Elkins is a guy you bet on as an underdog because you look at through his career, he's won so many fights as an underdog. And I remember getting him back in the day against uh, was it Omagawa. He was an underdog 10 years ago. I remember getting him there. Uh, he was an underdog against Zhang. He won that fight. He was an underdog against Brandel. I think he won that fight. He was an underdog against who else? Atsu Hioki. He was an underdog against uh, what else here? Bunch of guys, man. You look at it, seriously, Cole, look at his resume here. Chas Skelly, another guy. Um, he was a dog against. And where else? Dennis Bermudez. There's just a lot of fights, Cole, where um, he was a dog. And he's a guy that doesn't get respect of the sports books. And he's a guy that I think, I know he's on a four-fight losing streak, but I do think he's still a UFC caliber fighter because that fight with Landmore was a really great fight, by the way. It was super close. The fight with Hall, that was disappointing by by for sure. But the other losses, cool. I mean, Volkanovski, like it's not like these are bad losses, really. And then uh Lamas, he's fighting good guys and he has great wins too, like Bektich and Johnson. So again, he's a guy you bet as a dog. I just wouldn't lay minus two thirty on Darren Elkins. He's a guy you bet on when he's plus money, besides name, not when he's a big uh favorite. I just don't I don't agree with that. So I'm looking at Garagori, and I, I, I'm tempted to take him too, Cole. i got to be honest. Um, you know, he only has the two fights in the UFC. wasn't too impressive, though. That's why I'm kind of going against him here. I, I, I'm still going to go with Elkins, even with the four-fight leading skid. I'm still going to go with Elkins, and, and the reason why is because I think the wrestling is going to be the factor. I think that will be the next factor in this fight. I think he takes him down. You look at Garagori's takedown defense, Cole, it's not good. It's 53%. Taken down twice by Ramos and submitted in the first round. Taken down four times by Humberto Bainé, who's not in the UFC anymore. Darren Elkins is not an amazing wrestler, but I think he's going to be effective enough core where he's going to be able to get Garagori against the cage, take him down a couple times, get his face bloodied up, and win a, a close decision. But there's no way I bet on this fight. I don't don't bet minus 230 in Elkins. Seriously, guys, look through his best fight out's history. When he wins, he's a dog. When he loses, he's the favorite. So don't, even, don't even bother betting on him here. But my pick is going to be Darren Elkins. Uh, going down to the next fight here, Cole, we have uh, heavyweight uh, rebooking between Marcos Rogero de Lima and Alexander Romanov. The fight was supposed to happen a few months ago. Romanov fought, ended up fighting uh, Roki Martinez and absolutely smashed him. Right now we have Romanov, a huge favorite, minus 345. Marcos Rogerio de Lima, plus 285. Who's your pick? Just think this was a pick when it was booked. and I was all over Romanov as a pick so I'm not too happy this is uh, what the price is at. I had, like... Alexander Romanov's going to win this fight. He's going to take Dalima down. I will. He's going to smash him. He's going to either ground pound TK or he's going to submit him. I, this, I think he's going to be a finish. I think it's probably going to be early. He finished a lot of his fights in the first round. I'm not too impressed with Dalima. Like, if you get submitted by Stefan Struve, I'm not, I'm not too uh, rating your grounding very highly. I think Romanov's going to take him down. I will. And either sink it a choke or just ground pound him out and get a TKO win. I think this fight probably ends the first round, though. Uh, I'm I'm with you. I, I you know this is the most common fight. I mean, obviously the odds are reflective of that, but I, I do think he wins it. I'm looking at the props now. Um, plus two twenty five for TKO or plus one seventy five for submission. You could even think about betting on both and just taking whatever wins because I think he's going to finish this fight. I don't see it going the distance, Cole. Um, the under set at one and a half rounds. I I think it probably goes under. I think it probably ends in the first round as well. So my pick to be Romanov. You know, the question is, is he got a submission or, or a TKO, I think? Uh, looking at Rogerio de Lima's resume, I mean, the Stefan Struve fight got tapped out. Peru tapped him out. And, and Tegulov tapped him out. Krylov tapped him out. He's a guy that just has bad submission defense. And uh, Romanov ha- showed some submission skill. I mean, he's listen, he's a guy that gets – there's a reason he's named King Kong. 
And we saw that in the last fight. He gets on top, he rains on those hammer fists. It's brutal, but he does have a lot of finishes by uh, submission as well, Nicole. So I would lean towards a submission a little bit. What are you thinking? Submission or TKO? Ground and pound? What do you think? I'm probably thinking submission, but again, if they're both plus money, like you could throw yeah, exactly. Money on both I, and I, I, I agree because you look at the inside of the distance, it's minus uh, two fifteen. A different book, to be fair, but still, they're both plus money. You could take a shot on both. I don't think the fight goes a distance. If, if that happens, then you're like, oh man, why don't I just bet on him in a parlay? But yeah, I like Romanov a lot here. Everyone does. So let's go to the next fight here. This is a close fight, Cole. Trevin Giles against Bavon Lewis. It's a pick I believe. Was it when I looked earlier today? Yep, minus 110 each, Cole. Who's your pick? I like Trevin Giles here. I'm just not too high on Bavon Lewis. I think it's more of a fade. Like, he was beating Uriah Hall, which was good. But again, I think that's Uriah Hall. I think it's the Devon Uriah Hall. That was up before Ford. I think he mentally wasn't there. And then he got caught in the third round. Darren Stewart kind of just beat him up. And his first UFC win was Daquan Townsend, who I'm not too impressed with. Trevin Giles, I, he, I don't think he won against James Krause, but still he looked good against – he had some moments against James Krause. Getting submitted against uh, Mirashar and Zach Cummins isn't good. That's obviously his kryptonite he's getting submitted, but Bavon Lewis is not a ground guy, so it's going to be a stand-up fight. And I just think Trevin Giles is the better striker. I think he can even just clinch up Bavon Lewis against Cage. I think he's probably going to be bigger and stronger. So I like Giles' grind out decision, but it's a – like as the odds says, it's a really close fight. Yeah, it's it's a pick 'em. So it actually opened at minus one fifteen, I think, for Giles. So slight slight lean towards him. But yeah, I mean this is a close fight, but honestly, I lean towards Lewis. There's a few reasons here. First off, um, he's three inches taller. He's also has a five inch reach advantage, which I think is gonna come into play in what looks like a close fight. To me, those physical advantages should automatically make him a small favorite here. Now, I know he's been a little disappointed in the UFC, Bavon Lewis coming off contender series. We thought he was gonna be amazing, and then he he has a fight with Roy Hall where he was a favorite and he ends up getting KO'd, but he was winning that fight. He was up two rounds to none. He got finished in the third round. It happens. The Stewart fight is a fight that disappointed me, Cole, where he just got clinched against the fence. He got beat by a bigger guy, but Stewart's a really big dude. The Townsend fight wasn't a great fight by any means. I, I still feel like this guy's got more to show us. I really do. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be a, a champion like some people thought at one point, but I do think he's got more to show us. Trevor Giles is a guy that he's just been really inconsistent. He, he doesn't fight that often, Cole. I know it's a second fight this year, but you know, he had the card thing a few months ago with Kevin Hall, and that worries me too. What happens if his heart goes out again? Like, I don't even really know about this, man. Like, this is it's very interesting. They booked him so soon after he literally, like, passed out, right? So, I don't know, Cole. This guy's just too inconsistent. I understand his losses are by submission and fights that he was looking pretty good in, but I just don't trust him, man. So, I like Bavon Lewis, guys. I like that reach advantage. I, I lean towards Bavon Lewis here. I think he's going to win decision. That's going to be my pick, Bavon Lewis. I, I, I think I'm going to have to bet on it, honestly, because I, I do like him in this fight. But I'll look into Giles a little bit more. I respect Cole's opinion a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, the fact he likes Giles makes me want to look into it more. But my initial thought is that Von Lewis is worth a play here at a pickup price. Um, going to the next fight, Cole, I mean, this is a, <laughs> this is a mismatch. By the way, this guy's got a great uh, picture on yeah. Capology. Jamie <laughs> Cole says in the tweet the other day, he goes, check out this fight. I'm like, what the hell? So, obviously, it's a short notice fight. Jiga Chikatsi taking on Jamie Simmons. Jiga Chikatsi. Uh, one of the hottest guys right now in this division, Cole, and, and he's a massive favorite, minus 470. Jamie Simmons plus 375. It actually went a little bit down because I opened at minus 485. So someone put a little bit of cash on Jamie Simmons as a big dog here, but I can't see it, Cole. What are you thinking, though? Well, what's kind of interesting is, I don't know if any people know this, but Chiga Chikadazi has actually offered Arnold Allen on short notice, and Allen turned him down. So that, and then Chiga said, well, if you already offered me that day, give me a fight because he's a guy that likes to fight. So what's this? He's fourth fight in 2020 can yep. join that 4-0 Kevin Holland crowd. So uh, 
Gia Chigazi is just going to outstrike James Simmons. Does he finish him? I don't know. Maybe. I don't even have any interest in betting this fight. Gia is way too big of a favorite. He doesn't really add much to your parlay if you add him there. So I don't. I think this is more of just to watch the fight and pass. But I, I, I wouldn't even want to bet the underdog at this point either, though. You know, honestly, I think a lot of people are going to parlay. You could do a parlay. <laughs> I just did it. Plus 101, Chikazi, Romanov, and Barcelos. I think a lot of people will probably do that probably. That's even money. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously risky because that's a big number, but I don't see how this Jamie Simmons guy win. Do you get to Kathy like Kenshiro says in the comments? He's a machine. He is. It's his fourth fight in 2020, like you said, Cole, and overall seven-fight win streak. He's a guy that contender series, he, looked like, he didn't look like an MMA fighter. Two years later, he's an MMA fighter now. He's got better grappling now. He's got great striking. I remember your interview with him a few weeks ago, uh, the one with the uh, technical malfunction. Yeah. Call. I, that changed my thoughts on this guy because only into that fight, I'm like, you know, this guy's just kind of a point fighter. But watching the interview, his mindset's a lot different than I thought. He, yes, he has been winning his fights by decision, but I, I, I think this guy's a real killer, man. Watching that interview, Cole, this guy's a real killer. And I'm excited to see what he can do against uh, Step Up. Arnold Allen, that would have been a tough fight for Arnold Allen, in my opinion. You know, I know Allen would have been favored there because he's on he's a machine too. He's on a roll too. But I think that uh, Jigga would have had a good chance to win. You have to pick Jigga here. The question is, does he finish or does he get the decision? Simmons taking a super short notice. Uh, looking through his resume, he's been finished twice, once by knockout, once by submission. All of his wins, um, well, not all of his wins, actually. Five of his seven wins by stoppage. So it's tough. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't really know. I, I don't have a lean really one way or the other. I guess if I had to pick, it'd probably be decision just because that's how he's been winning his fights, Jigga. But Maybe this is his coming out party, Cole. Maybe this is the fight where he's like, I'm fighting a guy that's supposed to beat, and he goes in there and, and knocks this guy out in the first round, which is very possible too. So I'm not sure if I'd pay, play a prop here unless the number was really good, but I do like Jake a lot. And, you know, I, I'm not blaming anyone for parlaying him. Yes, the price is high, Cole, but realistically, is he going to lose this fight? I, I don't think so. I, I would give him a 90, 95% chance of winning this fight. So I think the line could be actually even higher than this. Now, let's go to the next fight here, Cole. It is a women, this is the main card now. It's a women's uh, strawway bow between. Uh, Janyon Yan and Claudia Gadea. And right now we have the odds very close call. Yan minus 120, Gadea plus 100. Who's your pick? I have been going back and forth on this fight. This has been the fight for me, the hardest one to pick. I could see Yan going out there and just beating Gadea all three rounds. Or I could see Gadea showing that uh, there's kind of levels to this where she's been at the top. She's only lost to those top girls like uh, Nansarov, which is a close fight, Jessica Andrade, Joanna twice. Like, is Yan on that level? I don't really know. She her last one in the UFC obviously was a good one to get, but that's Carolina Kovalkiewicz, who's obviously not the same girl she was years ago. Angela Hill's a good win, but other than that, she doesn't really she doesn't find any of these top top girls. I don't really know how good she is. I do lean Yan slightly. I do think she is legit. I think Gadela is starting to fade. Like I haven't been too impressed with her last two fights against Hill and Marco. She hasn't looked that good in. So I'll take Yan by decision, but I don't have any interest in betting this fight. Just I could see both. I could see an easy win for both the girls. Dude, I like Yan. I'm betting on Yan here, guys. I, I really am. I, I really like her in this fight. I am fading Gadea a little bit. She is obviously coming off uh, a win over Hill, but I thought she lost that fight. and It was a competitive fight, but overall, she's been inconsistent the last few years. She's not the same like top prospect we thought was going to be a champion one day. Um, she's a good fighter. She's a gatekeeper now, in my opinion. Though. I think Yan is ready to break out. You look at Yan... 12 and one Cole. She hasn't lost in 10 years. Her last loss was in 2010. And since then she's on an 11 fight and beaten streak five and in the UFC. Yes. She's been winning her fights by decision, but she's been dominating these opponents, including, uh, and I know she's not great anymore, but Kovacavich, the way she beat her and she just destroyed her. Uh, I just think she's, she's got Kadea at a good time. It's a really good 
time to, to match up with someone with the name of Gadea. Um, I, I, I like Yan a lot, Cole. I gotta be honest, man. And I, I just, I think she wins the decision here. So that's my pick, guys. But uh, yes, I'm gonna bet on Yan at uh, minus 120 because I, I, I think she should be minus 200. I really like her in this fight. I think she wins the decision, just outstrikes Gadea, maybe maybe gets a few takedowns. I'm not really sure, but uh, that, that's the way I go. What's the prop on decision here? This fight's going to decision. I don't, I don't yeah, Gadea's never been finished in her career. Yeah, this fight's going to, oh, it's plus 120. Yeah, I'm just taking the minus 120 money line then. Just to be safe. Messio uh, says a head kick waiting to happen. I'm guessing something with a Jiga fight. Yeah, cool. Maybe a, a head kick knockout. Maybe this is going to be Jiga's coming up already. Kenshiro says, Yan, if she beats Gadea, we'll have won six fights in a row. I'd love to fear, see her fight Jang. Yes, that'd be a good fight. That'd be a fun fight, uh, Kenshiro. I really like uh, Yan, guys. So that's my pick there. Uh, next fight, we have a... This is a great fight, too, in close odds. Ian Heinrich against Brandon Allen. And right now, Cole, minus 110 each. Who's your pick, man? I'm really interested to hear you pick because I have a lean, but I, I have a strong I'm, lean. I have a strong lean. I'll be honest. Go ahead. Go. Uh, I think I'm in the minority. I like Ian Heinish in this fight. I think there's, I think he's just a lot better than Brennan Allen. Brennan Allen to me, I know he's undefeated in the UFC. He's looked good, but I, I think you have to look more into it. Kevin Holland, he, he was, he lost the first round. Then he choked Kevin Holland out. Holland on the ground, I don't think is that good. Tom Breeze looked good, but again, uh, Tom Breeze, what kind of Tom Breeze was that? Aaron Jeffrey on the Contender Series. I think that was a total mismatch. In his last fight, he was supposed to steamroll Kyle Dawkins, and that was a really close fight. Kyle Dawkins almost won that fight. I think Ian Heinish, uh, I think people are looking too much in those losses. Derek Brunson and Omari Ekmatov, I don't think are bad losses. I think he can stuff the takedowns of Brendan Allen on the feet. I think he's a lot better striker than Brendan Allen. I think Allen needs to get his fight down to the ground, try to control him, either submit him, which I don't see Allen being able to take Heinish down. I think Heinish is going to be able to outpoint Allen on the feet, probably win a decision. I can't see either guy finishing them, but I wouldn't be surprised at some late finish with, the, with either one of them to kind of gas out in the third. Yeah, just I forgot I mentioned this for the last fight. According to the UFC stats, Yan's landing 6.72 strikes per minute, significant strikes per minute, three or five fights, and compared to only 3.4 for Gadea. So that's another reason I like her in that fight a lot. And also her takedown defense, 70%. Getting into this fight, Cole, I mean, this is a great fight. I think this is one of the best fights in the card. But I got to be honest, guys, I love Brandon Allen in this spot. I really like Brandon Allen here. There's a few reasons why. Number one, Age advantage. He's 24 compared to 30, 32 for Ian Heinish. Ian Heinish is a late bloomer in the sport. I get that. But Brandon Allen is a young stud prospect, and he's getting better every time we see him. I'm really high on this kid. I think he's going to go really far in the sport, possibly. Actually, his nickname's called All In. I'm all in on him, man. I really am. This guy is a future top 10 fighter, and it probably won't be that long, maybe next year. There's another reason I like him. He's three inches taller. There's another reason I like him. He has a three-inch reach advantage. So there's a lot of reasons I like him. Uh, also, you look at his recent run, Cole, overall record of 15-3, but right now he's on a seven-fight win streak, and he's 3-0 in the UFC. He beats Dawkins, great fight, looked good in that fight. Breeze smashed him. Kevin Holland submitted him. That's such a good win. That's a great win. Even going back, Aaron Jeffrey submitted him to get in the, to get in the UFC. He does have the two losses to Anders Hernandez. I think he's improved a lot since then. Now, getting to Ian Heinrich, because i, I got to go – got to talk about both sides. You can't just talk about one side. Ian Heinrich – Looked incredible in his last fight against Mearshart. I remember we were DMing. We were like, wow, I didn't see that coming. Because I think we both picked Mearshart. But overall in the UFC, I don't think he's looked that good, man. I know he's fought really – okay, to be fair to this guy, he's fought really tough competition. Ever since game in the UFC, he's fought good fighters. So I get that. But he wasn't that impressive in those fights. I understand he's durable. I get that. He's got good cardio. He's a tough dude. I just think Allen's the next level, man. And you look at Allen, that submission game. And you look at uh, Heinrich, the one loss by stoppage to Marcus Perez by submission. If this fight goes to the ground, I think Brandon Allen could submit him. 
he submitted Kevin Holland, who's a better fighter in the ground, I think, than, than uh, Ian Heinrich. So I, I love I love Brandon Allen here, guys. Again, I respect Cole's opinion, and I could be wrong about this one, guys, but I really like Brandon Allen in this fight. I'm curious to hear what you guys think. Actually, Ken Shiro already has a comment. He says he likes Allen. Smart and slick. Oh, smart Heinrich. We'll see. It's Look at the odds. There's a reason the odds are competitive. It's it's a close fight. Heinrich is the guy who's ranked. Allen's the guy who's trying to take his ranking. But again, Cole, 8-inch age advantage, 3-inch reach advantage. Those are things I like. I love those physical advantages. So that's my pick. That's just part of you know the way I, 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 I game plan picking fights. I look for those advantages, and, and that's what I see here. All right. But that, you know what, Cole? That's going to be one of my picks. That's my sleeper pick for fight of the night, by the way. Oh, yeah. That's an amazing fight. I don't even know if it's a sleeper. It's just a great fight. Now, going to uh, the next fight, Henry Barcelos against Khalid Taha. I did mention this earlier, the odds. Um, Barcelos minus three. Where is it? Minus 350 and Taha plus 290. Um, I'm assuming you're picking Barcelos, right? I like Barcelos. Even though he's taking this fight on short notice, yeah. I, I'm still not too high on Khalid Taha. Like, his wins in the UFC aren't... When he beat Boston Salmon, it looked like a good win at the time. But looking back, I don't think that's a very good win. Like, he showed he was in the UFC caliber. Bruno Silva, to me, is a guy that's getting cut. And then, other than that, he lost to Nad Nermani. So, I don't, I just think Randy Porcellus is a different kind of level with Cleet I think he's better everywhere on the feet. I think he's better. Like his last win was uh, Satan Ragameda, which looks really good at this time. He's beat uh, Chris Gutierrez, Smith Chris Gutierrez, which looked good. He's beaten, like, on the region scenes, like Bob Moffat, Dan Moret, beat Kurt Hollibaugh. Like, I'm really impressed with Randy Porcellus. I think he might be able to finish Khalid Taha here. Taha has been smitten before, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if Barcelos wins a submission or if he goes distance, but I'm all over Randy Barcelos here. Wow. Uh, my mouth's just wide open, guys. So I'm looking at the, uh, at the props. This doesn't make sense to me. First off, he's minus 350, Barcelos. He's going to finish this fight. Barcelos by submission, plus 400. Barcelos by TKO, plus 415. Decision is only plus 140. The books are favoring this fight to go to distance. Cole, I, I'm putting a bet on those props, man. Plus 400 for TKO and submission. I lean a little bit towards the submission, to be honest with you. Taha has been submitted before. That's where I'm leaning towards, but it could be TKO. I think he finishes this fight. And again, I don't love playing props. There's value on those props, Cole. I think you're going to agree with me on that. Plus 400 for both those finished props. What do you think? It, yeah, I actually don't mind those. Again, that's I think crazy. that's one you can bet both of them. Yep, yep, exactly. I, I, I think there's value there, guys. So definitely take a look. If you're a prop player, you have to play those props. Going to the next fight here, co-main event, Cole. Great fight. The Canadian Tanner Boser taking on Andre Orlovsky. Love the matchup here, Cole. Um, Boser, big favorite, minus 270. Orlovsky, plus 230. You think uh, the Pitbulls got what it takes to pull off the upset here, or you think Boser gets another win in the UFC? I like Tanner Boser. I think this is more. I think this is a good matching for the UFC. I think they're see something Tanner Boser. I think I, – I still don't understand that matching with him and Cyril gone last year. I didn't understand at the time. I still don't understand looking back. Because like, I think both these guys are two of the top heavyweight prospects they have. I think this is a fight where they're looking to put Bozer past Arlovsky. Arlovsky, his chin has showed up lately, other than the Rosenstruck fight he got knocked out, but like going the distance with Linz, Rothwell, Augusto Sakai, Walt Harris, Shamil, Taitui Vasa, Struve. Like, it is, that's been a big knock on him as his chin, but his chin's been there as of late, which has been surprising because that one stretch, like he was getting finished all the time, and everyone thought he was like that Miocic over him and gone with stretch, where everyone's like, man, his chin's gone, he's getting knocked out, but. Uh, so I don't really know if Bozo will be able to finish him. I think Bozo on the feet's a lot faster. I think he's going to be able to just jab up Arlovsky. I like Bozo in this fight. I don't know if he'll be able to finish Arlovsky. I wouldn't be surprised, but I kind of lean towards Bozo by decision. That's where I'm leaning to. I like Bozo in this fight a lot. Uh, just way more young. He's way younger. I mean, <laughs> look at the age difference. 29 and Arlovsky's 40, right? So there's a massive age difference right there, obviously. Um, now, 
not only that, but Bozer's been, it's been red hot. He's been fighting often, which I love too. He's looked great during the summer. He knocked out Philly Plins. He knocked out Rafael Pasocio and KO Power. Uh, also has the win over Spitz. Now, he's the one lost to Gone. And to be honest, he didn't even look that bad in that fight. He didn't get finished either. Now, the thing is, this this is a step up when you think about it. Because Orlovsky's a former champion. He's a guy who's been around forever. And Cole, he's, he's had these fights like the Linz fight or in the Rothwell fight last year where he looked incredible. He just pulls off these great fights once in a while. So he's not completely shot. His chin's not completely gone somehow. When he fights a real heavy hitter like Yair Rosenstruck, he'll get KO'd. But I think a guy like Boser, uh, he's even said in interviews, Cole, he's like, this guy's chin's not as bad as people are thinking. I think this fight goes the distance. I think he wins the decision. I, I like Boser here, guys. Um, you know, Arlovsky, you got to give him a little bit of respect. Obviously, he's been around forever. He's a, he's a legend, but I just don't trust. It's 2020. He's still fighting. This guy's been fighting for over 20 years in the UFC on and off. So, got to go against uh, Orlovsky. It's a fade on him. I fade him every fight. I'm not stopping here, Cole. I pick against Orlovsky every single fight. It usually pans out. And I'm not stopping here. Bozer by a decision, by the way, is plus 165. So if you like that, you can take a shot at that. And Kinshiro mentions he's 42. So yeah, Orlovsky's, uh he's he's way up there in age now. Love the guy, like legend. He's 41, actually, Kinshiro, but he's turning 42 next year. Um, you just got you to bet against him. All right, and then let's go to the main event, Cole. We, got, we still have to talk about Contender Series. Uh, amazing fight here. Tiago Santos against Glover Teixeira. I'm really glad they rebooked this fight. It's the third time they rebooked it. Both guys got COVID-19, so you hope both guys are 100% here for this fight because in my mind, it's a number one contender fight, although with uh, Yan fighting Israel next, we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Uh, I don't know where this where the winner sits, but either way, we have Tiago Santos right now, minus 230. Glover Teixeira plus 190. I should also mention the over-under for this fight is set at one and a half rounds, which I'm really surprised by. I, I'm shocked by that because it's a five-round – I think it's a five-round fight, so yeah. – I don't understand why the over-unders are one and a half, guys. I think you kind of got to take the over there, but give me your thoughts on who you think wins the fight, Cole. I'm disappointed because this fight now means absolutely nothing because the winner of this would have been getting a title shot, and now you don't even... Now they're likely going to have to, what, fight the winner of Yuri Reyes because mm-hmm. Jan Adesanya is what probably going to happen in March, and then so say Adesanya wins, and he's going to go want to go back down to middleweight or fight John Jones. So then... It just kind of holds up the light heavy divisions now. The both these guys are just kind of sitting. And especially for Glover if he wins, because he is already up there in age. He can't really afford to wait another year to get that title shot. But I do like Taro Santos in this fight. I think Santos has to finish this fight early, though. I think he has to finish it in the first or second round. Because as we saw in Glover's last fight against Anthony Smith, it, he could take a lot of this damage in the third, fourth, fifth round. He just keeps coming on. And I wonder if Santos has that cardio there. He did go five rounds against John Jones, but I do think he can knock out Glover second third round i like him to win by knockout but it, man i'm really looking forward to this fight yeah this is a great fight but like i said cole i, I really like that pro, um that total guys because i think this should have been set at two and a half or three and a half maybe even one and a half uh, you got to go with the over there i think five round fight i understand they both got power they both got well glover's got submissions it could end early but i favor it to end like i i feel like it's going to go like the anthony smith fight cole that's kind of how i'm thinking this fight goes it's kind of like a drag on a out fight and uh, I'm taking the dog here, Cole. I'm surprising. I'm going to take Glover's share here, guys. I think it's a really close fight. And a plus 190, i got to take a shot on Glover. Um, he's looked incredible lately. He's a guy I've always liked. I've always liked Glover Teixeira coming up. I know he's had some bad losses and KO'd a few times, but he's looked incredible lately. The Anthony Smith fight was just an, an epic per, uh, performance by him. You look at the stats, landed 138 significant strikes. Uh, it was just a devastating performance. Landed over 200 total strikes in that fight. Just beat the shit out of Anthony Smith. Um, he beat Glover, uh, Nikita Krylov. I know it was a split decision, but that was a good performance against a guy who was a lot younger than him. Beat Kutalaba, submitted him, beat Roberson. 
the the Corey Anderson fight was a bad style matchup for him. It's a guy who's actually a better wrestler than him. But overall, you know, Glover's wrestling is incredible. And look what he did to Misha too. Um, Jared Cannon here. I mean, he's got great wins. Of course, he's got KO'd. Gus knocked him out. Rumble knocked him out. But he's a guy who's pretty durable. And he's a guy who, you know, physically matches up well with Santos. Like, yes, Glover's 41. But Santos is 36. The other problem with Santos is, first off, I thought he beat John Jones, guys. So I'll put that out there. I did think he won that fight, 48-47. But he got injured badly in that fight. And he hasn't fought in a year and a half after having double knee surgery. So I know he has – you know the crazy thing is, cool. Everyone's talking about Jan Blachowicz. He knocked him out last year in February. I remember doing that card for Sherdog when I worked there. So it, has, it wasn't that long ago. And he has massive knockout power. We've seen that time and time again. But I just favor Glover to take the fight in the deep water and grind out uh, Santos on the ground. Maybe get a finish. Santos has been uh, submitted. He's been knocked out before. You know, I don't think the fight goes the distance. I'll say that quite. Pretty sure it ends inside the distance. So – that is uh, minus 490. So I think everyone agrees on that. No, no big surprise there. But like I said, guys, I, I do favor the over because you look at both guys' last kind of little run here. Glover to, or uh, Tiago Santos' last five fights have gone past one and a half rounds. And you look at Glover Teixeira and his last uh, three fights have got three, his last three fights and four of his last five fights have gone over one and a half. So I'm looking at that total and I'm curious to hear what anyone else has to say about that. But Cole, but I think you agree with me because I cool. I think it should be set at two and a half rounds, guys. Yeah. So minus uh, one and a half, it almost makes you think like, do the books think this is a, f- a three round fight, not a five round fight? That's the only thing I can think. All right, we're done with this, Cole. UFC. We got to go do uh, Canary Street. We don't have a ton of time, guys. So, Cole, this card we're just going to go kind of through quickly. All right. Yep. So go to Contender Series. That's on Wednesday night, guys. Obviously, the elections tonight. So uh, let's start with the heavyweight fight. Starting off the card, Cole, Jared Vandera against Harry Hunsucker, which is an all-time great name in MMA. Vandera minus 255, Hunsucker plus 195. Who's your pick? I like Vandera. He comes for a good camp. He's one of Dominic Reyes and Sam Aldi's main training partners. He's a guy that I think could have been in the UFC. I like him to win this fight. I think he's probably going to knock out Harry Hunsucker, but it's <laughs> half the odds for him. I hate <laughs> betting contender series. <laughs> we got to talk about it because there's money to be made on this card, but I don't think this is a good fight to bet on either because you look at – Van Derrickle, and yes, he does have a lot of finishes in his career, but he really hasn't beaten anyone good, and he has some bad losses, too. Like, he actually lost two fights ago, so yeah, he beat Tony Lopez and Ruan Potts. Ruan Potts, by the way, was one of the worst fighters ever in the UFC. Remember him, Cole? He was a terrible heavyweight. He was terrible, so that's not even a good win, and Hunsucker, he's, lost, he's won his last five fights by, by finish. Um, he also has a loss against Dontel Mays. That's his only notable real opponent. Uh, I think it's dogger pass, guys. Uh, I would rather bet on Hunsucker plus 195 to maybe get a knocker here, but I'm not touching this fight. No thanks. No thanks. I don't have a strong lean in it. Now, the next fight's interesting, Cole. Vince Murdoch coming back from a rare brain disease, and uh, he's taking on Luis Saldana here. And right now, Saldana minus 170, Vince Murdoch plus 140. What do you think? This is a really interesting fight. I do like Vince Murdoch, but the, I, again, I don't know if I bet because he has a. Yeah. Saldana is like a 10 inch reach fans over him. Wow. Like, that is massive. But I think Murdoch, like, I think Murdoch got screwed. Let's just this guy was signed to the UFC. He has some brain thing, and then they tell him, actually, we're gonna put you on the contender series. Your UFC contract's kind of voided now. Like yeah. they couldn't even give him a UFC fight because now he could lose this. His whole comeback's for not like don't have that story and whatnot. Like they could have just marketed this as he's come back from this rage prayer disease, making his UFC debut, but they're putting on the contender series. He's not even the main event either, which I don't get, but I'll take Murdoch. I think he's a all around better fighter. I think on the ground he's better. I think on the feet he's better. But again, uh, I the reach managers scare me away from him though. 
I, I forgot I got this comment from Massio. He said Glover's jiu-jitsu is better. Yes, it's much better than Tiago Santos. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he has he's one like Cole. He might be the best like submission guy in the light heavyweight division. So I think you'd agree with that. Um, this fight you got to fade Vince Murdoch. Unfortunately, I think you have to fade him here because of the brain issue, Cole. I, mean, I just don't trust the guy at all. Am I going to bet on Saldana? I don't know. Probably not. Right now he's minus one. Uh, it went down a little bit. Minus one fifty-five now. So. I mean, yeah, I'm going to lean towards Saldana cause, just because I think Murdoch with that serious issue he had with his brain is a huge failure, but I'm not really interested in betting it. Uh, this Glory DePaul, Pauline Massey's fight was postponed for two weeks. DePaul tested positive for COVID 19. The next fight here, Cole, huge odds on this one. Ignacio Bahamondes versus Edson Gomez. And Ignacio right now is a huge favorite, Cole. Minus 425, Gomez plus 320. I, I got to be honest, Cole, I think this is dogger pass. What do you think? Yeah, I do think Ignacio wins this fight, but no way he can lay that kind of money. A contender series, if you're above minus 200, don't bet him. It's yeah. just strictly, I don't know where the odds makers, half these guys, you can't even really find much tape on them. So I don't know where the odd makers are setting these lines, but uh, he should win. I'm not very high in Gomez. I think this is, I don't know, but again, don't bet this fight. Yeah, there, If you're going to bet it, you have to bet the underdog. Yeah, I, actually, I think it's worth taking a shot on him because he's a, such a big fa- uh, dog, plus 320. If you want to put like 20 bucks on him or something, like something small, just to take a shot on him. If you want action, I'm just saying, I think I think Gomez can win for sure. Look at his resume. Now, he's been fighting cans in Gladiator Challenge and uh, King of the Cage. So keep that in mind. He's been fighting terrible competition, but he's been finishing them all. So, I mean, at least he's knocking the guys out. He's only 29 too. Now, Ignacio, 23, so younger, but he's already lost three times in his career, Cole. So, I mean, this guy's not unbeatable. He, he probably does win the fight, I and mean, that's there's a reason why he's such a big favorite. He's, he's a lot younger, like I said, but I, I wouldn't mind taking a shot on Gomez here if you want action. But you got to be careful with contender series. Now, the main event here, Cole, go through this one quickly. Carlos Alberg against Bruno Oliveira. Alberg minus 225. Oliveira plus 175. Open like a pick em. So right now, Alberg getting all the action. What do you think? I don't understand this. Bruno Oliveira, I was going to be all over Bruno Oliveira against KB Bowler. I thought he was going to smoke KB Bowler. Yeah. Bruno Oliveira, I. I no, this fight's happening at light heavyweight just because the short nope. notice. Olberg is a teammate of Adesanya. He's one of the main training partners, so I get why he's getting that push. But I have to go with Bruno Oliveira. I was picking Oliveira when it was pick him on. So now that it's this, like, give Bruno Oliveira. He's got his last fight. He knocked out Jared Gooden in 53 seconds. So we're seeing fight in the UFC, uh, yep. what, through two, three weeks from now? Yep. Carlos Olberg's a decorated kickboxer. Topology doesn't show all those kickbox fights, but he's been fighting kickbox for a while. But his last MMA fight was in 2018. Would I be surprised if Bruno Oliveira goes out there, takes him down, and submits him? I wouldn't, because we see Oliveira has some submission wins on his record. He is a striker, but I think I wouldn't be surprised if he goes, takes him down, and just because I don't know what Oliveira's takedown defense is like. But I like the underdog in Oliveira. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is a total setup fight for City Kickbox to get another guy in the UFC. But I have to take a shot at Oliveira. These odds. I, I kind of lean towards Oliveira, here, guys. I mean, the, the UFC setting him up for a win. I think you know it, they flew in Israel Asanya to be in his corner, and you, this guy is so like high on this guy. Asanya is so high on this guy, and he's a city kickboxing guy. That gym has so much momentum right now. But Oliveira, way more experienced than MMA, and yeah, the problem with him is he's 36, Cole, so he's really old, but he's a really experienced guy. And Cole, think about it. he knocked out Gooden, and Gooden's in the UFC. Why is he not in the UFC? I don't really understand that, but. Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably Dogger Pascal, but I lean towards Oliver doing that fight. But again, not a ton of interest in Baker Tier Series unless I, I really see something I like. And on this card, the only guy, I, I, like I said, maybe take a shot on Gomez as a big dog or something. But, you know, you could just play all the dogs, Cole, because I wouldn't be surprised if you would win. All right, we don't, we don't have much time here, guys. We've got less than five minutes. So I'm going to go rapid fire with Cole on these ones. All right, Cole? Ready to yep. go? Yep. All right, cool. Conor McGregor, trilogy fight with Nate Diaz. Does it happen in 2021? 
No. It doesn't. I think it does. I think it will happen end of 2021. That's my opinion. Because I, I think he'll probably fight for the belt at some point and lose. That's kind of what I'm thinking. But we'll see. I mean, maybe he beats – I don't really know if Poirier fight's going to be for a belt. We don't even know if that fight's going to happen. UFC might change their mind. Looks like there's a contract dispute now with Poirier. So I don't know what's happening there, Cole. Ultimate Fighters coming back for season 29. You got to pick two coaches who they're going to be. Mazenal Covington. Yeah, that's what I said. I, I think it makes so much sense. Um, some people suggested Adesanya and Blahovitz. I just feel like that'd be so boring. Cole. Jan's I, not a no. I, 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 I actually like Jan's personality, but I don't think most people would. You know, I, I know you've interviewed. And him English before. is not exactly. his first language. He's not bad if he's getting better, but I, I really like Jan. But yeah, he's got a funny sense of humor, guys. But I like it's like a black sense of humor. I don't think uh, most people would really get his humor. Um, Floyd Mayweather says he'll box MMA fighters. <laughs> But not actual boxers, but I'll take actual Yeah, because he can make $400 million for the, the easiest fight. Does Floyd Mayweather fight in 2021 against an MMA fighter? I hope in not. The, in the boxing ring. In the boxing ring. No? I, I, think I hope not, not because if it's an MMA fight, someone. it's going to be Connor again. They'll find someone. They'll find someone, man. Let's go to some fight announcements real quick. Adesanya and Blavitz, we haven't talked about it. Cole, just give me your quick thoughts. Like I said, we don't have much I don't time. like it at all. Okay. I yeah. think you both have – this fight this weekend should have been Jan's first title feds. Yeah. Adesanya has a lot of options. You could do that Whitaker rematch. You could wait to see if Hermanson beats Till. Just to be honest, I don't really know if Adesanya Blackfish sells any more than Adesanya Hermanson. That was the big talk of Hermanson's not a draw, but I don't think Jan's a big draw either. Yeah. I mean, he could be a more so now, but he's a guy that's always kind of underrated or underappreciated by fans and media. So uh, it's an interesting way of doing it. I got to be honest. I was surprised when they announced it, but they liked the fight. Um, the odds are out. And is he right now minus 300, I think? No, he's down to minus 255. Blavitz plus 215. Um, those odds are kind of nuts to me. I think Blavitz has a good chance to win that fight, but I, I, I don't have a pick right now. Uh, Mike Perry versus Tim Means, short notice fight. Who do you who do you like? I mean, don't tell me who you like, actually. But like, what do you what are your thoughts on the fight? I could see Pavlovich for both guys. I think it's a good fight. Yeah. I I might be in the wrong here, but I think it's more competitive than what Perry Lawler would have been. I think so too. I love Tim Means. He's a great fighter. Uh, Abdul Razak Al versus Chaos Williams. This is a good fight. I'm looking forward fight. to this fight. Uh, Chaos Williams was supposed to fight a couple weeks ago, or actually last week. That fight didn't happen. It's Kind of unknown who his opponent is, but it was going to be a good fight. I don't know if I like that fight better than this one, but I'm looking forward to this fight. Has this guy legally changed his name to Chaos? Because if that's the case, that's pretty freaking awesome, man. That's a great name. Um, there were some other women's fights that got announced too. We should mention them quickly. Cynthia Calvillo is going to take on Kaylin Chupagian, which is kind I of. I don't understand. I don't understand it either because Laura Murphy's like, I wanted to sign the contract. She said she fell asleep. UFC matchmakers did another fight. She, had, she said she had a nap and she missed a phone call. I don't know what happened, Cole, but. That's what she's saying. And then the other fight they did was uh, Amanda Rivas against uh, Michelle Watterson, which is a really good fight. Number nine against number six. And I'm pretty sure Rivas would be a big favorite there, Cole. Yep. We're done. Great show today, Cole. I want you to plug all your stuff, man. Uh, Twitter, after show 91. The show this week is Ian Heinish, Max Griffin, Hermes, Brian Marshall, stories with all them, fighter picks for the main event. Everything else always on my Twitter. Sweet. Now, you guys can find me on Twitter at Adam Martin, as always. So definitely send me a message there. I love hearing from you guys and, and about the podcast. I'll definitely do that. I'll be back on Thursday morning at 10 a.m. to break down Bellator 251, Corey Anderson versus Melvin Manhoff. We do actually have odds for that, by the way. They, they, gave, a, they gave two odds to us. The Bell, whoever's doing the Bellator odds were, were nice, Paul, and they gave it to us a few days early because usually they come out on fight day, these, these uh, Bellator odds. Um, over at MAOddsbreaker.com, I, I got a bunch of articles coming up, guys. Uh, UFC opening odds, Bellator opening odds. So if you're curious how the line moved, Definitely take a look at that. 
Uh, MMA rings on that article on Anderson Silva. Definitely check that one out because I it gave some options about potential fights. We did talk about it a little bit earlier, but if you want to read more. And uh, BJPenn.com, man, all the news there. I also have an article coming out at odds.com. I don't know if I announced that yet, but I did join the website odds.com. So looking forward to that. And, uh, you know, hopefully Cole can come on at some point as well. And I want to do a podcast there because they got they got really good uh, viewership. But as you guys know, I love doing this podcast with Cole every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. and Thursday at 10 a.m. here on mdodsburger.com. Subscribe, like, listen, tell your friends about it, guys. I appreciate it. Truly appreciate our listeners, guys. Uh, have a great couple of days. I'll be back on Thursday morning. See you. Bye.